Welcome to the 9642 Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number 9. And this is The Fool. Your 96 best place to listen to... For 10 years. Yes. Yes. Um, for our 10th season of our mostly up-to-date... And unqualified. And unrequested. Ramblings of the various issues in the world of sport. Or something like that. Hello everyone, welcome to our Cricket World Cup review and yeah. kind of review for the next one, Yeah. or next World Cups, <laughs> but I think we all were, are kind of happy with New Zealand's performance, like I'm not happy with Bangladesh's performance, but <laughs> that's a different story. Yeah, I was fairly happy with New Zealand's performance, I mean, I think we ended up sort of where we deserved almost like we struggled in our games against India and South Africa and Australia. Well, Australia was just a bit of Australia was close game. New Zealand yeah. should have won that game. To be fair, to be should, fair, should have won that game. Uh, and the Indian game, the Indian just played really well. And in the semi-final, they played even more outstanding. Though New Zealand did a very good job of almost chasing down a ridiculously high score. Um, well, it was so, not the batting that was the weak point of this team, right? No. No, surprisingly, yes, the bowling seems to be the the biggest problem there. Um, though they were still good just yet. I guess it's, we've always struggled a bit with our bowling in, in India anyway, in the subcontinent, so I guess that just continued. Um, Maybe. Yeah. I think Satner started off pretty good in the tournament, but he kind of, but Ish Sodi couldn't back him up when we had spin-friendly pitches, unfortunately. Yeah. I was a bit disappointed that Ish had a bad tournament, but obviously the batting was really good. Mm. Daryl Mitchell, Rachin Ravindra had incredible Ravindra. tournaments. Yeah. Even Kane Williamson, what little we saw of him was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Tom Lytham, I think, might be slightly disappointed. We thought he was going to have a monster. World yeah. Cup, I think. Yeah, because he normally does very well in India, Latham, so yeah. it has been a bit disappointing. Yeah. And I don't think we're pushing ahead um, a little bit, but the first test against Bangladesh was just completed. He didn't have that great a test match either, so he's just been a little bit of a, a slump. I know, Latham, you know, Tom Latham's a very class act, and he'll come yeah, out of it and be once again world class, but yeah, just. Absolutely. Unfortunate timing for his um, for a bit of uh, batting form decline. Even Conway had a pretty. He didn't had bad form. Like he got a no. start in every game. Like obviously he scored a couple of centuries. Yeah. Uh, but he Ruchin obviously had a, gr- a magical tournament. Oh which yes. He remember for the rest of his life. Yeah. No, he had a, an outstanding tournament. Yeah. Almost you call him the player of the the tournament, given that the other ones that were that are at that head of that conversation are the you know known people you know Virat Kohli you know I'd say he's not an awesome one but Ravinder is like the new one there so the youngest first first World Cup you know just being amazing and just you say having yeah. the time of his life. There's not really anybody else really in the different lists of, you know... Yeah, yeah. That that you would call new and upcoming, like it's very familiar names most of the way down. Um, and different, different aspects, but 
I mean, Fast and Museum. Yeah, yeah, basically, it's him, pet new, but... it's him and Gil, right? Those are the yeah. two up-and-coming great bats of the next generation. Yeah, yeah, at the exactly. exactly. And maybe that guy uh, from South Africa, who scored a, who scored a twenty-ball century or something like that, like something ridiculous. Rachin Ravindra and uh, 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 Gil are basically the um, guys who are up there in the next generation. I'm sure Prithvi Shaw, Shreyas Iyer will have stuff to say. Yeah. But like in England, uh, for Australia, my Minus is good in test matches, but he's not really what I would call like a three formats great. And now, so Rachin Ravindra obviously had a great tournament, but I think Daryl Mitchell also yeah. had a really good tournament. To be fair, I think he should have led New Zealand to a victory against the Australians. That match yeah. could have been a turning point of the tournament, but it was not to be. Such as, as, as it is sometimes, but yeah. Yeah. It's disappointing. Um, but you so, say, yeah, Mitchell definitely also had a, a great tournament, uh, undoubtedly. Um, he's fifth top scorer. So, yeah, Ravinder and Mitchell, fourth and fifth in the top scorers, or most runs um, list for batters, which is very awesome for New Zealand. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just ridiculous how good he was and Mitchell's continued that yeah. on obviously in the test match with Bangladesh as well that's good and um, hopefully we see more of Ravinder as well because obviously I mean he wasn't yeah. really s scheduled to play in the the tournament but he got a chance in the opening match and just absolutely um, nailed in the spot really for the whole tournament just made himself undroppable yeah absolutely and he's batted all over as well so it was a it's basically the flexibility of youth right yeah, the, yeah. they got that to work um, and he was up for the challenge um, so uh, New Z the him and the team obviously reaped the benefits of that yeah exactly um, like in some ge games, he just literally looked like he couldn't get out. Um, yeah. Both him and Mitchell uh, played very, very well. Uh, as we said, Williamson played very, very well. Even Will Young got some great performances in. So the next cab off the like he's not the next cab because he's, he's him and um, uh. Chapman are, or oh, technically they're older than Ravindra, right? Yeah, yeah. They're they're. Ravindra's the next cab. They're the cab before, pretty much. Like they they've yeah. started their journey. They're getting into it. Um, along with Conway, sort of is is there. I know Conway's been around a little bit longer than those two. Um, but they're definitely the the next. Um generation of players coming through right they're the ones to come in and sort yeah. of yeah take over the senior leadership role in a few more years time once lights of williamson and salvi and 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 co sort of roll on out 
And then the batting, I'm not worried about with New no. Zealand. It is the bowling. Like I can't. There's no bowler who's half as good as uh, Trent Bolt yeah. in, in the New Zealand domestic scene. I don't care who you who who you talk about and who you like. With respect to every yeah. uh, everyone, all the usual suspects, but like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I think that is something. Like you look at our our main bowling weapons, and they're all Bolt, 33, Bolt 34, and 30, yeah, yeah. Bolt and Wagner are like generational talents, and Tim Saudi is like a three format great, you know, yeah, yeah. as a bowler. Um, also, Bolt is a three-format great as well. Yeah. Um, it's like we're not. There's nobody coming up the ranks who's that good. Like Matt Henry's the best probably, but even he's kind of old. Lockie Ferguson yeah. is sort of old. Well, they're um, all the same. Like Lockie Ferguson's like 31, 32. Bolt's 34. Southie's 34. Like there's not much. And Henry's 31. Yeah. Like they're all vaguely the same age. So, there's no, yeah. there's no like 18, 19 year old guy coming up the rank, or to you know from a bowling perspective. Yeah, I don't it, think. Yeah, nothing that I, I not that I, don't really follow the, um, domestic stuff as much as I probably should, but yeah, I can't think of anybody that's sort of showing up that's come through the the ranks that's looking halfway decent who's managed to get in. There's been a few I suppose that have sort of been there. Um, I suppose there's Jameson. Yeah. Jameson's um, Jameson has the if he can keep from being injured, yeah. he has the ability to be like the leader of a bowling attack with like an incredible you know, like he's so tall yeah. he's always gonna be difficult to play. Yeah. It's like an all like an all conditions bowler. I mean but he's still twenty eight, so you know But he's the first change. He's not gonna yeah. open the bowling or anything like that. So yeah, it's it's finding these these ones. I'm sure they have them, but they just don't seem to be um coming into the into the New Zealand team as much um, as you could could expect. Uh, I don't know whether they've been doing any um, like New Zealand A um, tours or anything, and if there's things around that uh, coming through, which would be the the normal one that would be um, how you would get people into it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see because Carl, Carl Jamison could be a bit of an all-rounder as well, like somebody who can bat a bit better than Cummins, but isn't as quick as Cummins, obviously. Yeah. But he's a tall guy, and he can bat, like, really quite well. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see as, as in the next few years how they're replacing that. Um, it does look just... We got no. It looks like the probably the next young talent in New Zealand. Look at the when was this? So earlier this year there was a um, New Zealand A versus Australia A played up in in Brisbane, and for young bowlers there was a William O'Rourke. He's 22, and he bowled a lot. This played for the under 19s. Um, 
got three wickets for 44 of 10 overs, so you know, I think two, that's pretty good. And the A-team was like Scott Kugline, Jacob Duffy and yeah. a few others that have been nearish by. Yeah. But, um, we know Kugline's ceiling. We know Kugline and Duffy's ceiling. Like, yeah. I think that's they're unlikely guys. to have a late career like recovery like Kyle Mills or um, uh, Chris Martin. You know that yeah, yeah. they in their thirties came back because they became really clever bowlers. But I don't think uh, Kugeline or um, like oh, I can definitely. see Lockie Ferguson be like that. But I can't. I don't think Scott Kugeline or Duffy are in that sort of bowler. No, there's nothing that sort of suggested that, um, from what I've seen, um, that that's going to be how that comes out. So yeah, I think this this um, Willow Rock's probably in the New Zealand A team, um, the one yeah. to really pay attention to. Um, what's he got? So yeah, he's is in first class, average 28, list A is 23, so nothing too. Amazing, but I have to say he's the youngest one that's playing it at that level. So, see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. But it's not a bad core of young players to for New Zealand to build around, especially if they get like people like uh, if Rachin develops his spin and Glenn Phillips develops his spin. Because yeah. Glenn Phillips is still reasonably young. He's in his late 20s. Yeah, yeah. And if Finn Allen ever comes around, yeah, we'll, then we've got a decent core of young guys. Yeah, yeah. I guess with um, Ravinder also, it's a question of do we, do we want him to focus on the spin? It's probably useful for the next little bit. At some point, like Williamson... Perhaps it's it's better for him to be concentrating on the batting, and that's why Williamson himself has said why he doesn't bowl anymore. Is it he doesn't want to put the basically there's no point putting the time and effort into keeping up with his spin bowling and being halfway decent that when he could take that time and use it to be even better at batting. Like there's yeah. a certain amount of practice time he can, you know. I, I know he puts in like 20 hour days because he's. But, you know, still like you prefer just to put that all into batting and just really up those batting stats and really, you know, become the best at that as opposed to pretty good at that and a middling um, spin bowler. So same for Revenger, right? Yeah, sure. In the the short term, he's a great bowling option. It gives him extra um, an extra dimension to be in the team. Next, you know, and helps that out. But at some points. You feel like same with Kane's like, yeah, you're right. Concentrate on that back and get really good at that. That's, that's where you're going to do the most help for New Zealand. Yeah, absolutely. Because Rachin didn't get picked for the test matches, so at I this think, stage, I think he might be in the second test one. He's been put, called in to closer into the squad now. So. Yeah, I mean, the team could have really used him. Yeah, in the game. Daryl Mitchell uh, aside, we didn't have too many um, people come out and perform in the batting, especially in the in the fourth innings. Yeah, 
Oh uh, yeah, Williamson of course had a century in the first innings. Uh, yeah. Mitchell 41, Phillips 42. But other than that, that's yeah. And Jameson 23, Latham 21. Not really getting many high scores there. As you say, Mitchell 58 in the second innings. And the next highest is Tim Salvey with his 34. Yeah. He did a good job of almost pretending like he could captain his way to a, to a win somehow. But, yeah, that's Tim Salvey can't, other than a few stellar gems of a batting sort of... This is his, his lot. He can bludgeon 20 to 30 odds, and that's about it. Yeah, basically... And it's not fair to ask him to do more than that. Oh, no. I'm not saying that he should. I think that's, you know, getting a good 20 or 30 out of him is is good. That's, um, you say he's there to, to do the bowling. And yes. I've said in the past, it's very clear sometimes that he's not there for for the batting. He's like, I'll go out there and, and, and give it a smash. But if it's quick and it's out and over, I'm back to bowling. That's, that's clearly what he wants to do. I, mean, he's, I think he's matured a bit as he's taking on the captaincy for the test team. Um, but yeah, that's that's always the, the Tim Southey I, I know and love. Yeah, definitely. And it'll be um, interesting to see how much longer we have of Tim Southey because he must mm. be close to thinking about his retirement at this point. You think, yeah, I mean, nearly 35, that's definitely where he starts to think about, you know, what's happening. But, say, that's probably helpful, taking over the captaincy, gives some new, um, yeah, new new goals. challenges, new new goals, so that can help there as well. So, I mean, be good for him to stay on as long as we can. This, I always like Tim Southey, I rate him very much as a bowler. Um, I think Tim Saldi's ideal for being a leader for the next generation of bowlers. Mm, like, you know, yeah. I, I think he's a consummate leader type, so... But yeah, as long as he's happy playing, as long as he's performing, then it's one of those things that he should be there near the top of those, um... Yeah. Those choices, so... They say it's up to him a little bit. He may take the... the Trent Bolt route and say, you know what, I can actually make a decent amount of money in my twilight years by just focusing T20 and just going around the world and not being beholden to any particular contract and just pick up my money, cash my checks in. Which he's obviously more than entitled to do. Oh no, I say once again, for both of them, I don't don't hold that against them. If that's what, you know, Trent Bolt, that's what he wants to do, that's fine. I think New Zealand should still pick him where they can because he's clearly one of our best bowlers but if he wants to go make money then hey he's earned that right same with Salvi if Salvi at some point in the next couple of years is like I'm I'm gonna go earn some money here because you know I need it I want to yeah sure go ahead Tim like that's that's what you're here for this is your job make sure you you leave it you know yeah yeah as much as you can what would you do if you were the BCCI? Next World Cup in South Africa, 14 teams. It's going to be an incredibly um, uh, hard pitches and all that, you know. And mm-hmm. they're going to have the same format as the 99 
World Cup with two groups of seven, and then the top three from each group go through to the Super Sixes. All right, yeah. Um, it's being hosted by South Africa, um, Zimbabwe, and Namibia. All right, oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a, a different World Cup, right? So, yeah. I guess with, with India, yeah, I, they do have a decent amount of some really good fastballs right now, um, but obviously Shami's not young. Um, Umrah is injury prone. Yeah. So if he stays fit, that's okay, but yeah, how well that can work out, that's... Um, Obviously, yeah. Siraj is incredible. Yes. But and he's a bit younger, isn't he? I remember him correctly. He is a bit younger, yes. Yeah. So I guess he has that. But I, well, to be fair, I guess it, you know, the BCCI has got to continue doing what they've been doing. They've picked up a few decent you know, fast bowlers in this last couple of cycles. You know, Rumor and Siraj being the, the main two of that. So if they can, however, they've cultivated that they keep doing that then hopefully they'll they'll have another one coming through they'll give them three decent fastball options again and maybe that's just enough to to see them through yeah absolutely um mm. the bowling uh you think in a world cup like that they probably aren't going to use both ashwin and Jadeja. no um, it's definitely not going to favour them. Um, no, to be fair, I feel like those two sort of show that they can bowl anywhere in the world and still be, you know, sure. difficult to play They'll against. And, yeah, they are going to be on in a few in a year. In, they will in be a bit, bit older. Yeah, but there's that as well because though them being you know slow arm. Slower um, bowlers does give them a little bit more um, longevity. So, I think from an Indian perspective, you would hope that they would still be still be producing good results and 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 near prime um, performance. So, but you know that might be the next World Cup might be the last of sort of this golden generation of Indian players their last, you know, big tournament. I mean, are we really going to see Virat Kohli in another World Cup? After that, I mean, not. I wouldn't put it past him, I because know. he's the king, but... Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's Virat Kohli. I mean, yeah. Who knows? Just one of those things, like, maybe. Um, he doesn't seem to be slowing down. Yeah. But yeah, but, I mean, yeah. it's four more Father years. Undefeated. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like this next one's probably going to be for most of the the golden generation of Indian players. Probably the last one. Arohul, he'll be about 35, nearly 36. Sharma, well, Rohit Sharma probably won't be. He's already 36 now, but I don't think he'll. So maybe. No, I don't think yeah. Rohit Sharma will be there. Um, I doubt it. Virat Kohli, maybe, but only because he's Virat. Like, if yeah. you told me anybody else, I'd be like, nah, it's not happening. Yeah, exactly. And 
exactly, but maybe it's like Rohit be the other one that's possible, but you know, I suppose if he's 36 already, like, no. It's, it's, it's too much even for him. <laughs> like, New Zealand might possibly still have Kane Williamson. Possibly, yeah. That might even still be the captain of the ODI team. Oh, quite likely. I mean, if he's there. Yeah. Then, um... Yeah, I mean, why not? It's up to him. At this point, those sort of things are up to him, right? About whether he stays on and what capacity. I mean, four years' time, he'd be 37, I think. Definitely still be there. Probably still feeling capable enough and, and there enough to, to, to captain. He might, at that point, be more as a mentor for the next captain and be handing it down to whoever's taking over and, and being there as sort of the mentor and just, you know... The other statesman, but up to him. It's up to him. But you know, say other than the bowling, as we've already gone over, I think New Zealand will look pretty, pretty solid going into that that World Cup. And being South Africa, it's potentially a little better for us, though. So we need to potentially sort out some of our fast bowling things. Like Lockie Ferguson will be 36. Obviously, Salvi and Bolt will be probably too old, 38-ish, or 38 for both of them, so... Yeah. Probably probably a bit too far for them, being fastballers. Yeah, uh, by then you'd hope we have another good yeah. white bowler. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe Adam Milne? Well, Adam Milne's currently 31, so he'll be 35, so yeah, he can still be... Be there. Late career so renaissance. Yeah. Matt Henry will be 35. And Lockie Ferguson will be 36. Probably still okay. It'll be his last era. Yeah, but we'd probably be really looking for some new young bowlers yeah, at that we do point. Need, yeah, we do need them there. That's sort of the next World Cup is where that next crop of young bowlers is sort of going to come through and... and and be blooding themselves and proving themselves coming through where they're, they're, they're coming of age and, and you know, doing the work as well. And these, uh, the current crop of bowlers are sort of the, you know, so seeing them in and, and showing the way. Yeah, exactly. Even Satna will be up 35 in the next one, same as Sodi. Again, yeah, spin bowlers give them a bit more of a um, longevity, but I feel good. like there's gonna be a few more spin bowlers coming up. Like, yeah, at that point, maybe even Glenn Phillips might be like a spin bowling version of Nathan Astle in ODIs. Yeah, yeah. that is possible. Oh, yeah, and yeah, Glenn Phillips is only 26, so plenty of time there, and it's worth it, I think. Yeah, or, Phillips, yeah. To develop his spin bowling. Yeah, definitely. He's much more sort of middle order batter, develop into an all rounder, especially in an ODI sense of being able to um, provide you know a good number of overs of of, of off break. is definitely going to help. Oh yeah. Now the. Australians uh, managed to kind of pull a fast one on everyone and <laughs> and win the tournament 
Yeah. At the end of the day, I I feel like deservedly, like they timed everything correctly. Yeah, you can't to, take it. Win the tournament. Win yeah. the to win the tournament. You can't take it away from them. Like you say, it was almost the greatest um, tournament by them. Like started poorly, but then built into it and had some magical games and magical endings. Um, to really, yeah show why they should should have won it and they did and i think from their point of view that final was perhaps almost perfection like it it seemed to be just yeah. their greatest game and and that's what you want like that was them peaking at the right time they get to the, the final and that's like the peak performance that they could have put out yeah like every uh, thing worked properly the way uh, you would have wanted as an Australia uh, fan, and uh, I think uh, Pat Cummins uh, basically won the match with his captaincy. Yeah, he just read something on the pitch that nobody else saw. Yeah, he was a captaincy masterclass by him, by Pat Cummins. He really just—I know going into the tournament there was plenty of people that. Um, especially in Australia, that sort of doubted whether he was um, the right Lord person Pat, for Pat. us. Yeah. But I think this tournament showed that, yes, yes, he knew what he was doing. Yes, he was a great captain. And yes, he could marshal the entire team to to, to perform in the way, as you say, and could read the game and knew, knew when to make the changes, what to do. Like It was yeah, an amazing tournament for him as captain. And obviously it's a bowler, but... Yeah. It's like, basically, a comeback performance from him. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be interesting, because it wouldn't surprise me if we had the same four semi-finalists, because South Africa hosting the next World Cup, mm. no reason why they can't make the semi-finals. Exactly. You say, at home, they should be very good and very strong. Um, once again, it would just I think with South Africa cricket, it just comes down to the mental aspect of, of the game and whether they can hold their nerve and finally, you know, break through their own barriers. Yeah. So we're saying no, right? Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, potentially they make semi-final again, as you say, and then yeah, crash out again because that's just the South African way. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some jerseys are just cursed. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think you're right. Say, India seems to have a great system going, so say it is different pitches and and stuff, but I, I think they'll still be in that top four. Australia is Australia, and they're playing South Africa, so that's just almost second home for them. Uh, yeah, and and you know Australia's always going to churn out top talent, so you don't even have to worry too much about you know player turnover or, or moving things. Australia always seems to just, they've just got a system that's just worked for years and years, and they get that. And as we've gone through, I think New Zealand still have a, a decent team. Um, so maybe it will be depend on exactly what bowlers come through and how they develop over the next four years that may break 
that run, but I think, yeah, New Zealand into another semi-final. Yeah, That's, especially if yeah. Payne Williamson is still there. Yeah. I think, yeah, if we've, our batters, the core of our batters are still there and they're still performing at the level we know they can, um, they'll be carrying that team, say. It'll come down to which of the bowlers, the current core of bowlers is left, how they're performing, who's coming in to replace um, people and, and how that's sort of working its way through. I mean, I think, I think England will probably turn things around and they'll be dangerous again. But Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to have as bad a tournament as this time. That's, yeah. That can almost Pretty be sure. guaranteed. But, yeah. Not, Pakistan's another one, like... It's Pakistan. Like, they could just randomly pull out the blinder and have it, but... They sort of threatened to do that this tournament, and then... Pakistan did anyway, so... For lack of a better verb. Uh, you might see something from Zimbabwe. Yeah. That's as good well. Point. Have an extra four teams in there to... to, to Zimbabwe, West, and the West Indies are hosting the T20 World Cup next year, so they might have a bit of a renaissance. I don't know. I feel like the West Indies are due for a win of some sort. They are due, but I don't see them... Like a win in luck, if yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. I know what you mean, but yeah, it's, sometimes you're going to make your own luck, and I don't see the current West Indies team having the ability to sort of generate the luck needed to generate the more luck, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it is the West Indies, and if anything, they can just pull out performances and, and wow everybody, right? And just be like, no, we were always this good. And you're like, yeah, you're right, you were always this good. Why did we doubt you? And then they can go into the slumps that they're sort of now. So, same thing. It's, it's you know. Got, yeah. They World Cup, uh, T20 World Cup next year. They'll be interesting at home. Western is always strong when they're playing at home. But they'll be that, and that could fuel that, that process for the next four years, looking at the ODI World Cup in South Africa, as you say. And, yeah, so if they do well next year, their home T20 World Cup, that that will push that further, I think. But if they they disappoint, then that may be the long decline continues. Yeah, it'll be one of those things. Like, obviously, we're all rooting for the West Indies. We want to yeah. see, like, we want to We know the region still makes great players. We want to see them do well uh, in the purple, in the maroon uniform. Yeah, yeah. I think the West Indies is pretty much everybody's second team, right? But yeah. Everybody loves the West Indies. And it, it, you say, when they're in top form, they're just such a wonderful team to watch. And, you know, and always churn out good good games, whatever format it is, when they're in that top form. It's just, yeah, a delight to watch. Yeah. So it'll be definitely a... Um an interesting tournament lead up well mm -hmm. there is already things about whether or not the they will change the format so mm -hmm. we we'll have to watch this uh, space yeah um, they want to make sure like i think there's a thing where they want the um 
set up to make sure India are unlikely to get eliminated early, which I think is fine. India doesn't need extra help. They're already really good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Strange enough, India is a really good team. Yeah. So we'll see how that pans out, but I think that's um, all we have time for today. Um, and we'll look forward to hearing from you next time. Catch you next time. Well, that is the end. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you liked what you heard, we have even more. Find Sex Ball to Discord and a Buy Me a Coffee. Pretty sure it's Buy Me a Beer. Oh yeah, Buy Me a Beer on buymeacoffee.com. In both these places, you can talk to us, and we may even listen. Especially if you do buy a said beer. Or coffee. I might still be confused. Yes, we're easily bribed. All links are in the show notes below. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This is on YouTube.